You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Now, ESCOM has escalated load shedding to stage 6 until 5 a.m. on Monday. The escalation follows warnings all week that the grid is highly volatile and only being kept under control through lower demand and less maintenance. Now, ESCOM has experienced a rise in breakdowns over the past few weeks, which has forced the group to escalate to stage 4 uh, earlier in the week. So, uh, to help us uh, you know, discuss this and, of course, other matters pertaining to ESCOM, we join on the line now by board chairperson and Mr. Mteto Nyati. Mr. Nyati, thanks for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Uh, Sakina, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to the engagement. So, Mr. Nyati, when we initially um, uh, asked you for this uh, interview, uh, when we sent out the request, we were not on stage six, but it seems as though uh, you went to Parliament and we were bumped up to stage four just before that. And uh, now you're coming to speak to us. We bumped up to stage six. What is the explanation (laughs) from ESCOM? Uh, look, we uh, we are facing a very volatile situation. Uh, the first thing is that our plans across the coal fleet is very unreliable, uh, largely at the back of many, many years of neglect. And we have been working uh, on trying to turn around that situation and the, the, our plan is called the Generation Recovery Plan, which we started uh, in, in March this year. And we've been working a power station by power station, unit by unit, uh, to get us to a point where we can have a, a relatively stable base. Uh, but we're working against an environment that has been left to, to be at a bad place for a long period of time. So what we are seeing now is really largely as a result of that unreliable base. Uh, we just have to keep going and keep doing what we have been doing and accelerating that uh, in order to make sure that we have sufficient number of power stations that are stable. The key is each time you take a power station out on, on maintenance and bring it back, it should be at a better position than you took it. And that is our, our drive, Sakina. Evidently, that's not happening, though, Mr. Nyati, given where we are right now. Uh, let me quote you what you said to Parliament, to the Portfolio Committee on um, Wednesday. You said, um, speaking about the uh, Generation Recovery Plan, uh, you said that uh, ESCOM had previously relied on open-cycle gas turbines to supplement the generation capacity, and um, which can only be limited by improving the reliability and availability of the coal fleet. So, question there about the coal fleet, but also you went on to say, and I want to quote you verbatim here, you said, and I quote, while these results are disappointing, ESCO management and the board are working hard to ensure that tomorrow is better than today, unquote. Yes. It doesn't seem to be better, Mr. Nyati. You know, one of the things, uh, if anybody was involved in a turnaround situation, meaning they're trying to fix something that has been a mess, 
and trying to get it to a position where it is better. Uh, you know that ideally we all would like it to be a straight line. I'm moving from one point to point, point A to point B, straight line. That's what you would like. All of us would like that. But in reality, what you generally see is that you move five steps forward, you move three steps backwards, you keep moving, you take another few steps, you know, it, it becomes a zigzag. But the key point that is you, you all want is to want to make sure that the trend is going in the right direction. Right now, we've got setbacks. And those setbacks, we need to be looking at why are we in this situation, learn from it, and implement those learnings into how we move things forward. And really, that is the only way that we are going to be able to get out of this thing. Stay focused on, on, on what we have committed to do. Learn as we move along, because some of these uh, situations, uh, they are developing, and it's not like something that's happened before. And we're trying to understand, what we call it a root cause analysis. We go and do a deep dive, gain some insights. We take those insights and we spread them across the other power stations. And really, that's what, what will get us out of this thing. It's not easy. It is frustrating for, to South Africans. We get that. But our job is to make sure that we apply our engineering knowledge to get us out of these challenges. To say it's frustrating is perhaps the understatement of the century, Mr. Nyati, because what you're telling us now, we've heard before uh, from various people at ESCOM. So uh, none of this is new to the South African public. But when you say you now have a, a turnaround, a recovery plan in place that's supposed to move us forward, uh, you talk about moving in the right trend. Are we showing that? Because in your uh, briefing to uh, Parliament this week, you spoke about your financial losses, a steepest loss at 23.9 uh, billion rand. Um, we've had a, a 280 odd uh, days of load shedding, which is the worst on record. And of course, 56 uh, percent uh, of energy availability factor. So are things actually moving in the right direction? Things, things are moving in the right the direction, Sakina. And, and as I'm saying to you that uh, you, in all of these turnaround situations, what you typically find is that from time to time you'll have setbacks. And we are experiencing that time now. And to all South Africans, when you're looking at it, oh my goodness, we are back into stage six. You know? But the key is how quickly can we get out of that stage six? And how can we make sure that we do not get back to stage six? That should be the measure. And whether we are we are moving in the right direction or not, how long have have we not had stage six load shedding? You know, if you look at that as a measure alone, you start to understand that, you know, we have we are making improvements. You know, even getting into stage four, we have not had stage four for a while. Why? Because there have been imp a, a lot of improvement in the fleet. So we are making progress. Right now, we've had a setback. We will take that, we'll take the lessons out of that. We are engineers, make sure that we understand what needs to be done, apply that, that, that experience and knowledge as we move things forward. We have been given, we've got a big responsibility of fixing this mess. You know, we've got a, we understand that, you know, we are doing that. It's not going to be easy, but we keep marching forward.
So, and, and, and the problem is now we're talking about averting, uh, uh, being proud of the fact that we've averted stage eight load shedding. Uh, we've been having these conversations, and I'm, I'm uh, you know, sorry to sound like a stuck record, Mr. Nyati, but that's the reality. So when we look at the situation right now and you talking about improvement, how exactly are we going to improve the situation? Uh, we also have uh, the matter of renewable energies having to come on board. So how exactly and I'm loath to ask you by when, because we've been given so many dates and none of them have actually uh, shown us any sort of positive result. Uh, we've got this plan, uh, Sakina, that we, we, we started to implement uh, in March this year. And it's a roadmap that takes us to, at the end of March next year, we, we expect to be at an EAF of 65%. Then March the, that year in 2025, we expect to be EAF of 70%. That is our roadmap. But as we go from, as you, many of you would know that at the beginning of this year, we were sitting at an EAF of around 50%. Now we are sitting uh, with an EAF of 58, 57, and sometimes when there, when there was no load shedding, we're sitting at about EAF of 60%. That is the, the, the trend that I'm showing, and that, that is the improvement that we're seeing. EAF is improving over time. Sometimes it goes back, but overall, in terms of trend, is moving up. So our job is to continue to this trend and minimize those instances where we have to, to have setbacks, largely because of the experience and looking at the root causes and making sure that we implement those learnings as we move forward. So that is, the, that is what we are committing to South Africa. We have not changed that. And we will, of course, have setbacks, but we will continue to learn and, and, and drive this thing. We've got people within ESCOM that understand this environment. I experience some of them have left, but we still have very good people who, who have got the technical know-how, who are managing the situation. Very difficult, but we've got committed uh, ESCOM people who are going to be taking us out of this thing. Yes. We, may, we will need uh, renewables, but in a country like ours, right now, ESCOM <laughs> is still the biggest contributor to, to base load. So we cannot do without ESCOM. We have to fix ESCOM right now. So at the moment, um, uh, how are we actually keeping the lights on now that we've moved to stage six? Uh, are we burning more diesel? Uh, the open cycle gas turbines, are uh, they in full force at the moment? Because I think it was about two years ago, we were told it cost 10 million rand per hour to run those uh, open cycle gas turbines. So how much diesel are we burning at the moment, Mr. Nyati? Yeah, uh, right now uh, most of uh, of of the of the, not most a, a significant percentage of the of the energy they are getting from the OCGTs, as you had uh, you may have had uh, me saying that this is the, the most expensive form of energy. But if you look at it, we need to look at the cost and the benefits. You know, in terms of the country at stage six load shedding. Uh, we're talking about the cost to the economy of about 900 million rand a day. 
you know so you need to we need to put things into perspective yes it's costing us but if we don't do it the cost will be even more to the economy so right now we are banning them and as we're fixing the uh, the, uh, the power stations uh, with the view that as we get them back on stream we will minimize the usage of OCGTs. but right now we have to go through that pain how much have we spent on diesel for this year for this year, it's probably around uh, 15 billion already that has been spent. And our and the budget? budget for the, the budget, the budget is 30 billion for the year. We're hoping not to get to that level uh, as as the operations improve. Uh, but right now, we're probably burning a lot more than we had planned for this particular month. So uh, ESCOM's medium-term system adequacy outlook for 2024 to 2028, um, it actually uh, sounds a warning, Mr. Nyati, that uh, South Africans should brace themselves for at least another five years of load shedding uh, due to several risks and unknowns. Care to unpack that for us, please? Look, we, we have a very, a very clear uh, plan, as, which I've just shared with you. Uh, the generation recovery plan that takes us to a an EAF of 70%. Uh, but of course, uh, the systems operator they will look backwards and look at the at the past history and then extrapolate going forward. You know, so we have to end the right for the system operator to change their focus based on, on, on performance. So we have to continue to be improving so that they can start to factor the current performance. Right now, looking backwards, they are projecting, they're giving you the numbers that you are get, you are seeing. But from where we, we are as generation, the generation will have to change that trajectory. And that is that is our plan. That is the recovery plan. It's meant to take us out of the out of the, the forecast that you are hearing from the systems operator. So the message for South Africans there is that load shedding will be with us for at least the next five years. That is not the message. The message is that in the in, in twenty-four months, in twenty-four months we should be sitting with an EAF of seventy percent. At a sixty percent EAF which we touched on about a, about a month ago, you, you saw there was no load shedding for many days around that. So when we say that by the end of March next year, we should be sitting with an EAF of 65%, and you can start to understand what that means. We won't be having as much load shedding as we're having today. So this projection of of five years is not something that is in our plans at all within ESCOM. And if that situation doesn't materialize by March next year, Mr. Nyati, what, what should happen? Which, which was situation, the one that a situation you just explained of an, to improved, us. an yes. improved, um, improved environment. Correct. But, well, <laughs> if, if that doesn't happen, we have, we have to double, uh, double down to make sure that it happens. You know, we don't have an option as Sakina. Our option is to make sure that we get ourselves out of this challenge that we're facing. You know, the people of ESCOM are so committed. 
you know, they are South Africans themselves. They've got families. They go back to this environment. There's this commit, huge commitment to this country. You know, we just have to keep working and working to make sure that we get ourselves into a situation that is very different from what we have today. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, we are living through the consequences, uh, you know, of, of well, right now we're living through the consequences of a huge elements of corruption in our country because all of this thing at the end of the day most of it is largely at the back of that so as a country we can learn quite a lot out of this and make sure that we prevent this kind of things from happening going forward that's fair, but I guess what I'm getting at, Mr. Nyati, is there needs to be, as um, uh, uh, people like to say, a consequence management. So we've been told, and uh, you know, uh, there were many promises, many turnaround strategies that have simply not materialized. And I suppose what I'm asking of you more pointedly is, um, what sort of responsibility will you shoulder if what you are promising us right now does not come to pass? What will you do? First and foremost is that at the back of the plans that we have, at the end of the day, it is power station by power station that makes commitments to us as the leaders of the business. And we're putting the best people there to go and do the work. And if things don't happen, we provide those people with the necessary support. But if they are they are clearly some some weaknesses at the back of that, then we have to take decisions, and we have been taking decisions around people. And those decisions go all the way up to the leader of the business, go to the new CEO of the business, or go to all the way to the chairman of the business. You know, if things don't happen, that's what needs to happen. You know, Hence, I'm asking the chairman. Sorry? Hence, I'm asking the chairman. So that's what I'm saying, that consequences have to be going all across the board. Consequences, it could be, it could be, it could be the chairman, it could be the CEO, it could be, it could be the power station, general manager, wherever the responsibility are you, are lies. Are you willing to resign, Mr. Nyati, if it doesn't happen? Am I willing to resign? Yes. So let, me, let, me, let me just put this thing clear to you, Sakina. I took this job because I believe that it is a job where I can add the most value to the country. Given my experiences, uh, it is something that I can do and help um, uh, get ourselves out of this problem. If it gets to a point where I feel that I am unable to do that, hey, I will do Whatever is the required right for me to step out resign. and get whoever. Fair, fair yeah. enough. All right, Mr. Nyati, Mr. Yes. Uh, the former CEO, Andre Dereta, you know, you spoke about, you know, big things at ESCOM, big corruption as well at ESCOM. And um, there were acts of corruption, sabotage. You've seen the report, I take it, by this point. Um, and a lot has been said about the political role players. Uh, in that report, which I'm assuming you've had sight of, Mr. Nyati, as the chairperson of the board, are there any people cited in that report who are still currently in the employ of ESCOM at an operational level? Look, uh, let me just talk in general terms. In general, we are putting a lot of focus on making sure that there is consequence management linked to corruption. 
And one of the actions that this board have taken is to appoint an independent forensic company to make sure that all of the cases that have been identified, we have enough data and evidence to take things forward so that they can be prosecuted. And, and this is what this independent company is going to be helping us with. This is the big step uh, that we are going to be taking to make sure that we address the other part because one of the things, one thing to address the operations, but the other is around the culture of the business. And, and that culture looks at getting rid of the people that are behind some of the challenges that we're facing today mm. uh, linked to corruption. Yeah. It doesn't answer my question, Mr. Nyati. Uh, the question is a simple one. In the report, are there people cited and are those some of those people still within the operational employment of ESCO? Uh, no. The people where we've got enough evidence and enough information about those people those people have been either they've either resigned from the business or they have gone through the processes of the business to get them out of the business uh, or some of them and many who have been reading in the press some of the people have actually been arrested you know so so but we need to make sure that uh, we because there's so much information around what is going on and in some cases we don't have the the level of information that can lead to prosecution that's why we have brought in additional capacity that is going to be helping us to get to a point where we can even take more action around people that are not helping our situation within ESCO. And just finally, Mr. Nyati, because we're out of time, uh, with regard to uh, bonuses, uh, Electricity Minister Dr. Jose Ramahopa uh, basically, you know, uh, talking about perhaps incentivizing ESCOM employees and that they should be paid bonuses uh, to improve staff morale and performance. Uh, what's your view on that? In any environment, uh, in, in, when I look at almost all of the the operations that have been under. If we're talking about high performance culture, which we are trying to build here, we want to make sure that those people that are contributing to getting you where you want to go, you want to recognize those people. You do not want to have an environment where you're treating everybody the same. There is no incentive then for getting things better. So those people that are not pulling their weight, they should not be rewarded. And those people that are contributing should be rewarded. So this is the environment that we are trying to create, a high-performance environment where there are consequences if you are not doing well, but when you are doing things, you are contributing towards our turnaround effort, you are going to be recognized. That is, the, that is what we are, we are building here in ESCOM. And just finally, with regard to the appointment of a CEO, um, uh, you have uh, sent uh, the uh, candidates to the minister. Uh, and I think uh, you said that there are three candidates. The position will be filled by year end. Uh, so are we still on track for that? Yes, we are very much on track around that. Uh, I'm happy that uh, about a few weeks ago we were able to to give the, the minister uh, three appointable candidates. And in our view, 
any of those three people should be able to take the business forward. Uh, in selecting those people, we looked at what is it that ESCOM is looking for, uh, the kind of leader that would be relevant for the times that we are operating in. And uh, we feel that three of all three of those leaders uh, should be able to take ESCOM forward. And, and the, now the government processes have kicked in and I'm, I've, I've stayed very close to that process. And I'm comfortable to say that by the end of the year, the, the meaning end of end of December, we should be having a new CEO of ESCOM. And are you able to share the names with us of the uh, three candidates? <laughs> oh, Sakina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we will at, know at, ultimately. At least you try. At least you try. But, uh, <laughs> is it a secret, Mr. Nyati? Yeah, it is a secret. Why you know, is it I a cannot, secret? I cannot, I can, I cannot be sharing those names. You know, you will hear who, who, who are those people. In fact, you will hear the successful candidate. You know, I think that's that's what South Africans want to know. Eskom board chairperson speaking to us there, and uh, this is uh, Eskom has uh, basically bumped us up to stage six load shedding. Uh, started at midday until five a.m. on Monday. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.